I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Dave, I've got a trivia question uh, for oh, you. Oh, perfect. I love trivia. Uh, about the show that we're on. Uh, Here's your first, the, trivia, okay. your first trivia question. Actually, I'm going to use one. I already know the answer. You do? Pythagorean theorem. Okay, here's your trivia question about six and seemly questions. Uh, who was our first guest? Oh my God, that's easy. George Washington. On the show, do you actually not know who our first guest was on the show, Dave? Wasn't it like in 1987? It was a long time ago. Uh, the okay. The answer was Anthony Capfer. Oh my! Uh, oh, answer, I remember. The answer is, <laughs> this is the show you're on. You're you're the co-host of the show. I remember Anthony Capfer was on our first guest on the show. Okay, so I just house when we used to do the show at your home. Yes, the details are coming back. I can see it. All right, so and I remember using the uh, bathroom. Yeah, great, great job, Dave. I want people to uh, look us up at unseemlyquestions.com, and we're at Six and Seemly on all social media. Let's get this show started. Started. Welcome to Six Unseemly Questions. I'm your host, Victor Varnado. This is my sidekick, Dave Brzezinski. Uh, we've got a great contestant on the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for John Mina Sarah. There Welcome. he is. Welcome to the Welcome show. Welcome to the show, John. How's it going? It is wonderful. I am full of roast beef and life can't be better. That is wonderful. Full of roast beef and you couldn't be better? Yeah. I'm going to tell you how the show works, and then we're going to get started. You ready? Yes. I'm going to ask you six unseemly questions. At the end Dr. of each question, I will ring a bell if I like your answer like this. However, if I do not like your answer, I will not ring the bell, and I'll tell you why. Regardless of how many bells you get at the end of the show, I will decide whether or not it's worth giving you $5 for being on the show. Uh, nope. Make sense? Yep. Good thing I have no problems with rejection. All right. Oh, yeah. You know what? Let's bring in the studio audience, uh, Rachel Teichman. What? She's here? Cool occurrence, but we do wow, have what a surprise. Rachel? Rachel? Welcome, Rachel. Thanks for reminding me. We uh, Usually, Rachel isn't part of the studio audience, but t- today we had some of our guests who couldn't make it, uh, so Rachel is in the studio audience. So, so Rachel Ubered over here? Rachel, you took an Uber or you took the train? I took both, actually. All right. Uh <laughs> Dave, I have a question for you. This is an honest question. Okay, please. Why do you do that? Uh, ask <laughs> Rachel how she got to the show. No, no. Why do you like derail every conversation? Is there a reason? Wait, do you mean derail? Because I said, did you take the train here? <laughs> Dave. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is time to uh, ask you your first question. And uh, here is your first question, John. Uh, who do you have a crush on? Um, All right. I really, really love Tia Sarkar. Um, a lot of people have seen her, but probably don't notice her. She was Vicky on A Good Place. And she was... She was Vicky on A Good Place? Yeah, Which character was, one of the, was Vicky? She was one of the demons. She was the one that had the rivalry with Michael. And uh, she... Okay, she, she was like the first... Was, she was like one of the first demons revealed, right? 
Yeah, and she made it all the way to the end of the show too. She actually, yeah. What about did. Vicky the Robot? You ever like Vicky the Robot? No, because she was a child. Even though when I started watching it, I was a child too. Right. Um, That's the only time it would be appropriate. To <laughs> that was Vicky the only... Robot. But uh, no, I'm not generally into synthoids. Well, I will say that uh, I'm going to give you a bell on this question and I'll tell you why it is probably, you know, I wasn't with the bell until the, until the end when you casually threw out the word synthoid. So I was just like, you know what? I'm sold. (laughs) She is. She also has a huge connection to star Wars. Uh, She does. How so? She was the voice of not, she was the voice of one of the main characters in star Wars rebels. Uh, that's vague enough for me. I thought you were going to say she had the Dagobah place. At, uh, Sabine. She was the voice of Sabine, one of the Mandalorians in Star Wars Rebels. Oh, cool. Ah, that Sabine. Did. Got it. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then was that character, did that character uh, was the one with the, the crazy hair, right? She had like a bunch of crazy hair and she, yeah. she drew on she, stuff with spray paint. Yeah, she, she was, was like the, the spray painting rebel Mandalorian like teenager. She was like so rebellious. She spray painted stuff. I think yeah. that, I think that's really funny that that's like her one of her character traits is that she spray painted stuff like that. She <laughs> she wasn't on the last in the season Star Wars of universe. Right? <laughs> what yeah, was... was she on the last season of Mandalorian? The two Mandalorian, um, the two Mandalorian women. No, who... no, that that no. one was she. That one was in Rebels too, but um, they were in the Clone Wars too. Yeah, yeah, both of them. But Sabine wasn't. Sabine, I mean, it'd be nice if they put her in Mandalorian. We'll see what happens on Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, John, it is uh, time for question number two. But before we do that, can you tell people out there what you do? Right now, I am an aspiring writer um, since COVID hit. Um, Before that, I was doing stand-up comedian. But my day job is I'm a mental health screener. Okay. A mental health screener. How, how are Dave and I doing so far, mental health-wise? You think we're crazy, Good. bro? No. No, but you got to understand, my bar for crazy is really high. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Hey, can I ask you Can I ask you what that kid is doing face down on your couch? I just see two pairs of little shoes uh, pointing downwards over there. <laughs> is there a kid under there by any chance? No. No, you're... All right. All right. I'm, I'm just asking. Just asking. You're doing some kind of Rorschach association thing. <laughs> it, it's it's that, small it's a small screen that's just what i say you're hallucinating don't, don't. a child oh okay cool mental right, health screen me bro nice. it is time it is time for question number two question yeah. number two on a scale of one to ten how nerdy are you <laughs> well there's this mm-hmm. um i've seen uh, uh, for people who are just listening to the oh yeah version, i pointed to my Jonathan's- shirt i'm wearing a star wars rebel shirt yeah. With gold lame. Yeah, the he's wearing a Star Wars. It's the rebel symbol in gold lame. Yes, on a black shirt. Okay, yeah. So uh, I don't I don't know how that translates to numbers though. Oh, oh, you want a flat out number? I would say ten. I really can't think ten. of ten. That's really nerdy. You're a full on ten. You know, because yeah. listen, listen. I, I hold on a second. All right, there are people. Who live their whole lives as Pokemon from day <laughs> like all day. They're like a Pokemon. Okay, See, so I'm saying that if you're gonna say ten, that's a that's a big number. Yeah, 
I think that crosses a line into the mental health part of my job, though. Oh, so you're just saying anybody who's more nerdy than you is crazy. I mean, but there are people who are probably less nerdy than you who look at you and say, you know, that guy. You you know, you know, um, Mike, Mike Lawrence. Yes. Uh He's very nerdy. You'd say that, right? Yeah. Uh, Yes. Mike Lawrence. uh, He's a great comedian. He loves comic books. He talks about the characters like they're real people. Yes. He said, (laughs) yes. He said I was nerdier than him. Wow. I thought that was an endorsement. That's really nerdy. (laughs) That sounds pretty nerdy. Did you ever own Encyclopedia Britannica? Uh, I didn't, but we had them. So you you read them, but you had them. It's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. I read them. Um, When I was little, uh, my grandmother um, subscribed to Smithsonian Magazine, and I would read it cover to cover every month. Cool. All right. So I'm going to say uh, on that Nobel, I'll tell you why, because you said 10. I don't think you're at a 10. I think there's people beyond you nerdy wise. I mean, I think you're very nerdy. Yes. But hmm. 10 is like, that's a huge, that's, that's a long way to go. You got to work on your nerd game, bro. I want to see, I want to see these people though. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like arguing. It's just, I want to see the, the people that out nerd me. Cause that's. I've, I mean, and I've seen when, when I was working on a, on a show that I uh, created, I guess it's, it's weird to say that because I don't think of the things that I uh, make as like, you know, creations as much as, as uh, things that I just enjoy making. So when I made realm of LARP, I went out and uh, LARPed with people and there were, and, and there were people who were LARPing. Like me, I, I could go out and LARP. Like if people wanted to go out and LARP for like a weekend, I would be 100% down. But then there's people who LARP every day. And then there's people who are their characters all the time, for, you know, day in and day out. So there's like many, many different levels. And then there's like sex LARP. There's a, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that's happening of that, out there that delves down into a hole, which is way closer to 10 than I think you are. Have you, do you know any level 10? salient points salient points um i know i know a lot of larpers i know sca people and there's a lot of crossover in that venn diagram between larpers and um society for uh for well the fact that i don't know what that i can't remember what sca stands for i guess disqualifies me from 10 yeah and you know what i should know because when i was (laughs) uh when i was researching LARPing, I learned all that stuff and I, it was on the tip of my tongue all the time, but uh, I've I lost, chron- lost out of practice. What? I think it's chronal anachronisms, something like that. Society for chronal- The Society for Creative Anachronisms. For the, yeah. SEA. It's a joke in itself. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. You, you win that one. I am not a 10. Uh, okay. Well- You're a uh, nine. You're a perfect uh, nine. Actually, time for question number three. Question number three. What was the most surprising response to your cancer? The most surprising response was, especially since I know so many comedians, was that nobody said I deserved it. What? Did people say that? No, but (laughs) you know how comedians are. You know at least somebody's going to go, like, finally, or, you know, good for you. Like, somebody's going to say something as because that's what comedians are you know i feel like i feel like um they're here's i I think for anybody to make a joke to you about your cancer it would have to be a a close friend who is b a very good comedian as well (laughs) 
Yeah. Like that would, they would both have to be part of the equation. Uh, yeah. Because it's a, it's a, I, I would say it was a type rope to walk that, to like, to make jokes to people. About. What about, what about doctors who make those jokes? That's, they're allowed, right? Doctor jokes. They, I, I wish they made more jokes. Mm-hmm. Do the doctors really... make jo- I don't, I don't, I don't know where, uh, Dave is coming from. I feel like you're imagining like clowns who visit cancer patients mm-hmm. in doctor suits. And maybe that's what you're thinking. Are uh, the doctors think- making jokes? Patch do you think they're all Patch Adams? Yeah, are you thinking Patch Adams, Dave? No, I was, I was thinking of, like, doctors hanging out and being like, oh, another pap smear of cream cheese. And they're like, you always do that joke. You think that doctors hang out and just do medical puns? Yes, yes. while they eat bagels. <laughs> That's 30% of medical school. <laughs> um, oh, God. Like, you, know, you always do the, the most, same joke. The most surprising thing... I think honestly, all right. So after that one, that nobody made a like a insulting joke. The most surprising thing was how genuinely concerned people were. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's it's like one thing for because comedians aren't really good at showing emotions, but people who like, I was I maybe this is, says more about me, but I was really shocked how much support I got, That's like cool. from so many people so many people i hadn't talked to in years and like people i do talk it was just the outpouring of support and people who were like you're really funny i'm like well why didn't you why did you ever put me on your show <laughs> like i wanted to say that so many times but i kept it to myself because i'm like you're putting money in my GoFundMe, so i'm not going to bring that up right now but i did have a i did have a lot of if i'm so funny <laughs> Why did I have such a? Can I, I like that? I, that's ter- you know what that is. That's the same thing. Like when people like th- it's the same thing that happens like at funerals. Like when people just only say nice things about people at funerals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. I never like that. Like like that whole don't speak ill of the dead. I'm like no. Like if that person sucked, like let's talk about it. Yeah, who cares about Napoleon these days? Hey, uh, minus everything's good now. I don't know the I don't know the story, but are you okay? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I had myeloma. My neck was broken. They fixed it. I'm fine. Oh, wow. All right, cool. Yeah, you look good, man. Yeah, I had all of the it, it's I'm in re- total remission. I don't have it anymore. Great. All right. So I'm gonna guess say that uh, gets a bell. Oh yeah. All right. Okay, <laughs> because who am I not to bell a cancer survivor? What what kind of a jerk would I be? <laughs> I was like, no bell. And I'm going to milk that <laughs> until the day I die. Wow, I, I, I'm surprised Victor's so nice. I went to the Gilda, the Gilda Radner Comedy Festival and because Gilda was a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the thing at the Gilda Rad, Radner Comedy Festival is like a lot of people who run the comedy festival are all cancer survivors. So when I first, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's Eddie Pepitone out on the road doing his thing. Welcome. Hey, Eddie. Hey. Is it happening now? <laughs> yes, it's been happening for a while. <laughs> show. Oh my God. Uh, so give me. So I'm sorry. I I uh, I had the wrong time. I guess. Yeah. Let's uh, finish up uh, this uh, current question uh, there, John. Uh, what were we just talking about? Does anybody remember? I don't remember. No idea. Something yeah. about going online and making friends. Yeah. You know what? Well. Uh, oh, we're talking about uh, not talking ill of the dead. Nerds. Something about nerds. 
We did. Oh, you were talking about the Gilda Ratner. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Right. So yeah. Good so call. when I went to the Gilda Ratner Comedy Festival, uh, Gilda Ratner, she was a survivor of cancer, and then a lot of the people who volunteer at the Comedy Festival were survivors of cancer as well. And so I would go. And when I went to the festival and the person who greeted us at the airport told us this amazing story of her survival from cancer. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. You know, congratulations. Uh, you're so strong. That's amazing. Uh, but then that's what every person who was an assistant <laughs> at the festival did because they all were survivors of cancer. So they just kept telling cancer survival stories over and over. And I was like, that is also amazing. And the next <laughs> one, I was like, yeah, that is amazing. But then after a while, I was like, yeah, yeah okay, okay, got it, got it. You're, you're still here. Uh, I'm got it for you. Please, where's the bar? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you got cancer survivor for <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, all right. Uh, so I think uh, it's time for question number four. Your question number four, uh, John, here we are, is uh, what will make you stop playing Pokemon Go? I'd have to be in a relationship that I thought was really going somewhere. And she would have to threaten to leave me. And you know what? It, it would have to be more than her threatening to leave me. She'd have to threaten to leave me and take our hypothetical children and then i might stop what about a relationship with the lord mm. no that would oh, on, go would you, brings me more joy than the lord would you really want to spend your life with someone whose condition is making you stop playing pokemon go exactly exactly i mean the excellent point excellent point Wow. Okay. I can see that you both really care about Pokemon Go more than like say normal socialization. Also, uh, when I was in when I was um in chemo, when I had my surgery, uh-huh. Wait, I was in the hospital a few times. I had chemo, I had surgery, and I had a stem cell transplant. Each of those three times, my biggest regret was that I kept missing community days and couldn't catch special Pokemon that were only available on those days. This is a lot of wow. Pokemon terminology that I don't understand. That's, oh. re that's really what you were focused on at the time? I understand. I get, I get it that you understand, Rachel, but you're like, what, 13 years old? Uh, but other than that, Rachel's 12. <laughs> other than that, like, I just, it's a lot of, I just do not understand it. Well, uh, there, so there I'm going to say, I'm gonna say no bell, all right? Because oh. uh, you inhabit a world that I do not want to learn about. <laughs> uh, that, that's good. I would recommend avoiding it because it sucks you in and then you're just not well after that. Uh, you have two more questions left of your six questions. It is time for question number five. Uh, question number five. Tell me about a time when you were a coward. I consider myself to be pretty brave. I mean, I'm no hero, but I've been called one. Mm -hmm. Damn. <laughs> I was a coward. All right. This is a little dark. But I haven't been back to my my mother's grave because I'm afraid to face those issues, and I feel like that's cowardly. Uh, maybe it is. I mean, I guess you're the one who ultimately gets to decide that. But that that is actually quite poignant. You know what? I'm going to say a bell on that question. Definitely I'll tell you why uh, you get a bell. It's because when you started explaining like, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of anything. I was just like, what is this guy going to do? But then you came in with something <laughs> that felt like it really meant something that is worth the bell. I would say great, great answer. It great does answer, bother man. me. It does bother me, but I'm not. Yeah. It's a lot. I, I, I can understand that it might be. 
Um, I hope that someday that you uh, get the courage that you blah, blah, blah. You get the risk. Okay, uh, it's time for question number, number six. six. Uh, question number six. Uh, what's your favorite street joke? I think I really like your mother's so fat when she sits around the house, she sits around the house. That's a good one, too. That's your favorite street joke? <laughs> this is not a joke that they did on, like, Fat Albert, like, back in the day. Like, that's like... Well, it might have been, it was something I heard when I was young and it just stuck with me. I think that maybe why it's because at that point in my life, it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> All right. You know what <laughs> I'm going to say? stuck in my head that way. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say uh, uh, Nobel uh, because uh, Fat Albert made me think of Bill Cosby and Boo for Bill Cosby. So Nobel on that question. Uh, I, well, we've asked all six of your questions, so now it's time to decide whether or not you get $5. But before we do that, uh, before we do that, can you tell people out there where they can find you? Oh, I have a blog. Um, it is called Exit 11. It's uh, exit11.blogspot.com. And I've been writing for 20, 30 years. So there's lots of short stories, opinion articles. Like you really get to know me on there. I'm also on Twitter at Don Coyote, one word. Uh -huh. And um, I have a Facebook page, John Alter Negro Minds. That was the name of my podcast. And the Septic Comics, which is me and my friends who- I forgot that I was doing them. <laughs> Sorry. We heard Eddie All explaining right. that he forgot he was doing the podcast. No, it's, All right. that's fine. Yeah, the, he, I, that, that was my my light, and I will take the cue. All right, so uh, that's great. So now it's time to decide whether or not you get five dollars. What we do is we canvas the room. Uh, what do you think, first of all, Dave? Uh, so what do you think, first of all, Dave? Do you think that uh, John should get five dollars? I do. I do think he should get five dollars. He he answered all the questions really well. Um, I love that he has a Decepticomics uh, thing going on. Uh -huh. I'm all about that 1984 Transformers stuff. So okay. my vote is yes. Okay, your vote is that yes, he should get five dollars. Uh, what do you think, Eddie? Should John get five dollars? I know you only saw him answer three questions, but what do you think? Should he get five dollars? I think it's insulting that you are even asking this question five dollars <laughs> buys absolutely nothing in wow, today's Pepitone, world coming in hot. why are you wasting you're wasting everybody's time do you think it should get five dollars if you make it something like 50 or 100 it would be worth an answer other huh. than that go yourself 1500,000 well, I will remind you that Eddie Pepitone has just displayed uh just displayed that he is at a certain level in his life where five dollars mean nothing so to those of you out there in where five dollars everything uh, my apology on behalf of Eddie Pepitone if five dollars means everything to you you need to get a gun <laughs> something uh, now, now uh, Rachel, what do you think? Should John get $5? So um, there's no such thing as enough remote raid passes. Uh -huh. So uh, yes, give him $5. Uh, John, uh, what do you think? Uh, you've heard from the room. What do you think? Should you get $5? Yeah, because I actually do need those remote raid passes. All right, you get $5. Congratulations. You won $5 on the show. You're a great contestant. Uh, we just got to wrap it up really quick here. Uh, so, uh, Dave, uh, what did you learn on this week's show? 
I learned that the $5 means nothing today. <laughs> no longer has any value on our show. Everyone comes to play for the $5, but I guess it's, it's meaningless at this point. So what's the point of even having the show? He uh, really went high in his wow. show. Is this show really based on <laughs> Oh, yeah. Welcome to the show, Eddie. Yes. Welcome to the show. Here comes your chance to win $5. You're All up right. next. So just, just <laughs> check us out, please, at unseemlyquestions.com and at 6 Unseemly on all social media. A podcast network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.